you were going to ask me before I busted in about how hard the final dungeon of this difficult game was. <laughs> Hot take, DJ. Good job. You were going to say something that was actually impertinent. <laughs> Your inner child is an idiot. The podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name is DJ, and I am Damon. Hi, hello. I handle it like a champ again. What episode <laughs> is this? One sixty-six. Is this an adventure where you can insert your own name? We could have done something silly and like oh, yeah. named our. The rumor has it you should do. I farted. Then everyone's comments are really funny because they're yeah. like, "I'm sorry, oh, I, I farted. farted." You know, yeah, yeah. Wake up! I farted. Mm-hmm. It's time to go save the village. We're going to talk about. The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Yeah. Which is a game I've never played. Take it away, Damon, for the Thank next you. hour. I've got nothing. This came out on the Super NES back I'll in the 90s. I'll just everything you say. Yeah, please. If you could just go ahead and live fact check that. Now, what I'm seeing here as I'm live fact checking you is that it's actually the boy is called Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's his legend. Right. He also is the brother in Mario Brothers. Right. Luigi's unrelated entirely. It's Mario and Link are the brothers. It's Mario, Luigi's Mario, a close and Zelda, family friend, and Zelda Mario. Yeah, but everybody knows that. Yeah. Okay, so this was. It's not Game Boy Super Nintendo. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I can't play Game Boy with the the pea soup. I can't do that. Oh, it's the green that that does it for you. Can't handle it. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't get into Game Boy as a kid because I thought I was like, why would I play this when I have a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo at home. I definitely had a Game Boy at some point. Most of my Game Boy playing was at the orthodontist's office because they would let you check them out while you were waiting. Oh, that's a nice system. It was cool. But then you think about it and you're like, why are we waiting this long? <laughs> why? <laughs> I mean, I know you're I, turning we into were... an 80s comedian in front of my eyes, but why don't you just but... schedule it when my appointment is? I mean, I know we were children. So like any waiting is absolutely excruciating, but. What's the hook? What am I going to recognize from future Zelda games? I didn't come into Zelda until Ocarina of Time. Right. See episode where we talk about Ocarina of Time. So this one, I think, is, I mean, you had Zelda 1 and 2 for the NES, but this was really the moment where a lot of the tropes that you will probably recognize from Macaroni Macaroni of Time (laughs) got sort of solidified, some might even say calcified, where you have parallel worlds, just like you do in Ocarina of Time. Ooh, I like that. in, In Ocarina, you go back and forth in time. In this one, you go between actual, like, alternate dimensions. You have sort of the same beats, like the story beats, where you have three dungeons, something cataclysmic yeah. happens, and then you have more dungeons to go to after that. So it follows a lot of that same nonsense the story. that every game sort of iterated upon up until Breath of the Wild. Get this, in this one, Zelda gets kidnapped. <gasps> but you didn't see that one coming. Who did it? By Ganon? Ganon. Ganon did Is it. it- Ganondorf or Ganon? This is the first time that you canonically see Ganondorf, but he is in pure Ganon form in this one. Wait, what does that mean? I don't understand. Dorf is the man, Ganon is the pig demon thing. So we see Ganondorf in this... No, you you don't see him. He is mentioned as Ganon, used to be called Ganondorf, ah. what have you. Yeah. I might have mentioned this in our Ocarina episode, but when I was a kid, I thought video games were Mario Brothers. 
because yeah. that was the first game we That's had. It. I was like, it's either yeah. shooting ducks or jumping over platforms. Right. And then my brother brought home the original Zelda for the NES and it was in this gold cartridge. It looked really cool. But I think I was a little too young for it. And I was like, I don't think this is necessarily my... I surely attempted it a thousand times, but probably couldn't get past like the third dungeon. And then Zelda 2, Back to the Streets. Really right. sucked you. That one, Zelda 2, the Squeakwool... That one was just so different from the original Zelda, and my brother and I, it was so obtuse and difficult that we just hopped off of that. I don't think we ever bought that one. We only just rented it. What was that one called? Zelda 2, colon, The Adventure of Link. Ah. Yeah, you don't hear about that one as much. You do not. I would say for <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah. There is some people who strongly defend it, but I would say it is, it's not a terrible game. It's just frustratingly difficult. And so the good things that are in it, you never get to because you've already thrown your controller at the screen and you're not playing it anymore. You put Mario Brothers 3 back into the system and you're playing that now. We got a Mega Man Metroid situation going <laughs> yeah. on here. But this one, I mean, this one I found renting it at my local Blockbuster, as many a 90s kid would have. And this is when I fell in love with Zelda. This was the one. Okay. I think it had enough of a story that it was fun, had... It doesn't have as an open world as the original Zelda, but has enough of an illusion of an open world that it felt like you were exploring around and having fun. Although, if you look back on it, it's a fairly linear story. But it's just, also, it holds up really well. I mean, I think just Super Nintendo graphics hold up pretty well in terms of just how they look today versus mm -hmm. playing Ocarina of Time. I'm like, this game's kind of ugly and pointy. <laughs> Take it back. It's just a very cute looking game. It's very bright and fun, but also has a lot of that Zelda puzzle endorphin rush that you get. We were talking the other day. I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was explaining Breath of the Wild to someone and then made the revelation to someone. I was like, Zelda games are just, they're mostly puzzle games. Yeah. There's a little bit of fighting and there's more fighting now than there was. You know what I mean? Like it depends on the game, but like it's mostly puzzles and it, it's just a really elaborate shell around fun little puzzles and sometimes very frustrating puzzles, <laughs> but usually fun. frustrating combat. Yeah. But I think I like, yeah, there is that balance. I think there is a lot of combat in them, but that balance between puzzles and combat, I think there's an, cause I've played puzzle games before. And I like them fine, but there's nothing ever that makes me want to come back to them. Need a little Whereas conflict. Zelda, I need a story. I need yeah. something. I need something yeah. just a little to take my little hat. And hanging on the peg. <laughs> That's all I need. I don't need elaborate lore. I don't need whatever the fuck's happening in Kingdom Hearts. I don't need that. I just need a little Beats like, me. hey, this pig demon just showed up. Should we go fight him? I'm like, I really think we should. <laughs> think well, we're going to have to get eight hazards from the places, and then we can go fight. I'm like, makes sense. Now that you've yeah. said it that way, I guess we have to get them. What an idiot I was for thinking I could just go directly fight the pigman. <laughs> I certainly need the pendants of virtue or whatever. <laughs> And then you also learn those, the, our favorite thing about Zelda the games, the, the lessons, right? Where you're like in a dungeon, you get a thing, you immediately use the thing. Mm -hmm. So you're like, what am I going to use this for? Oh, to shoot that eye. That's oh, why yeah. I got this bow <laughs> oh, and this arrow. man has an eye and he kept the only thing that can kill the eye in, in his the castle. room next to him. <laughs> this one doesn't go that hard into that. I think that really, I mean, there is a little bit of that one, but that really got, I think, uh, solidified in Ocarina where it was like, and I, some people criticize that. And I think story-wise it is a plot hole, but there is something very satisfying. Oh, I love it. Of Oh, the hook shot. And this guy's, he's got a weakness to 
big pointy hook shotty things. Of course, it makes perfect sense. I remember playing Twilight Princess with you and I was like oddly resistant to the idea of using the item I just got 10 minutes earlier. And you were like, why don't you just shoot him with the arrow? I'm like, DJ, (laughs) you just don't get it, dude. I have to go through my my whole bag, try every weapon that I've used (laughs) priorly. And yeah. This one also has a twist in it. And I don't (gasps) know why... I didn't see it coming when I was a kid. I'm actually curious. Don't tell me what the twist is. I, I don't know. Okay. I didn't see it coming as a kid, and I really fell for it, even though in retrospect, I'm like, why would I not have seen this coming? So I'm curious. Is it I won't- that Ganon is Link's dad? <laughs> Ganon's actually, it's a looper thing where- Oh, Ganon is Link. Ganon is Link from the future, and he's That's why Link had to, to wear that his future wear that weird makeup, and like they yeah. kind of made his but jaw. Link had to get like weird eyebrows to sort yeah. of match. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Okay, we're gonna play the Legend of Zelda: Colon A Link to the Past. We're gonna probably play it on Switch, right? On the oh yeah, I don't think, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to check with Smithsonian and see if my Super I can get my Super Nintendo, and I have to use the white gloves, and I can only do it in the back room there with the Smithsonian. It's just it's a whole to do. We have a regular Nintendo, but I don't think we even have a Super Nintendo anymore. I, there was one kicking around, but I don't know. I don't know. If we do, I'll, maybe I'll play it on They that, did but. put that switch in them after 20 years. They start kicking around. And you're like, oh, God, that thing's sentient. <laughs> Get it? That's nothing. No, I don't care for that <laughs> visual. It's kind of scary. <laughs> uh, we're going to play A Link to the Past. We'll be back after this. Unfortunately, our lead-in is Veronica's Closet, so. (laughs) Do you want to describe the tiers of our Patreon page while I sing the Zelda song in the background? Describe the the tier, like the sobbing Uh, tears? You've already started, so I'll just, I'll go on the sobbing tears. I want to tell our patrons that I'm uh, sorry for that thing that happened to you. You know what I'm talking about. With your uncle. Maybe he died. Maybe um, he was inappropriate, but. (laughs) Sorry about the tears. Sorry about what happened. Again, can't stress it enough. We're here for you. Don't reach out, though. We're not licensed therapists, so. You know, when I said tears, I maybe should have clarified. Oh, like, like a tear garden in Germany, like a levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steps. What are the tears? (laughs) Well, if you give a dollar per episode, Damon, you can get your name in the written credits, which people are really regretting about now. Because of the thing I mentioned about their uncle? Five dollars per episode? We'll read your name out loud with our voices. (laughs) Up from there, you get a drawing by Damon, a song by me. You can, I don't know, you give enough, you uh, get a guest spot on the show. Whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't really talked about that. It's a high-demand item. I don't know what the dollar amount for that is. Would it be possible that they roomed with me for two to three years prior to guesting <laughs> on the show, so That's... I know that we have, like, a, a rhythm? <laughs> or they, like, went to college with me. So far, that is our... <laughs> for our guests, that has been our main... Those are our two main requirements. <laughs> so if you could do those and pay the amount needed, that would be ideal. Uh, 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 Patreon.com slash Reunion Chavez in the video. 
I don't remember the dungeon song. Can you sing the dungeon song? Which dungeon? I mean, which dungeon would That's you be true. talking about? Well, they were all kind of jams. I'm thinking well, specifically think, of like the, I think it was the penultimate ba, dungeon. Ba, na, ba, na, 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 na. Yeah, this is a minor key dungeon song. Sign me up. <laughs> okay, so this is a video game. Already hard to recap. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Go ahead. No, I'm spoiler, just spoiler that it's a video game. Is that what yeah, you're fighting about? Let's slow down. Against? Let's make sure that people log off. Let's put a timestamp on the thing to make sure that no one gets any spoilers they didn't sign on for. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the whole game. So Thank if, you. like me, you, you thought you were done halfway through, <laughs> buckle in, because there's more. But I'm definitely going to need your help to recap this. When you research these episodes, and I know you do a thorough amount of research, much like Oh, yeah. I'm in the QAnon. library. Just when I'm you're doing QAnon research, through. you also do our show research. I'm doing um, microfiche. You should have seen, <laughs> seen that the tagline for the game is when you think it's over, it's only just beginning. Totally just when begun. you were looking at the microfiche ads in yeah. the newspaper. I don't know how ads worked. Instead of newspaper, it's old like Nintendo powers that I'm just <laughs> searching You're through right with next the little to dials. Clarice Starling as she's going through the FBI's database. <laughs> okay. I'm going to need you to recap this because I have no idea what's going on in this game other than... Use item, poke, poke enemy, warp around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be a bunny. Which in Japanese, that translates to The Legend of Zelda. It just Legend sounds like English words. Yeah, like any frat bro, I'll start with the pregame, and then I'll get into the actual game sure, story. Sure, sure, The game, before the game starts, uh, Ganon infiltrates the sacred realm where the Triforce lives, which is some sort of artifact. Now you say before that, the game starts. We're not seeing yeah. any of this. No, 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 no. You're not going to be seeing this because it's only in the pages of your manual. You don't have to worry. Close your eyes. Feel free to be whisked away. Ah, Okay. The power of fiction. He infiltrates the sacred realm, which is a a sort of parallel world where the Triforce lives, which is this divine artifact that grants wishes. Yeah, you see it now. Yeah. When he infiltrates, there's uh, seven sages lock him in there and prevent him from escaping. Yada, yada, yada. Hundreds of years go by. And he's right. trying to escape, possibly. The Hyrule that you and I both know is and infested love. with droughts. And a wizard comes out of nowhere and says, hey, I can fix your problems. And he does. And uh, the king's very pleased. But then the king shortly thereafter dies. And the wizard starts collecting all the descendants of these seven sages that locked Ganon in this alternate universe. Okay. And that, my friend, is where our game begins. With you, DJ, I don't know generation. what you named yourself. Do you remember what you named yourself? Squeege. Squeege uh, gets a telepathic message from Zelda, and he finds his uncle has gone to the castle, and he gets a telepathic message from Zelda saying, come save me in the, the castle. All the descendants of the sages are dead. So wait, okay, He goes to the castle, wait, finds wait, wait, his wait, uncle wait. dead. Wait, wait, oh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Before we even start, Zelda <laughs> is not, first of all, Zelda is not the boy. No, I just said his name was Squeech. Didn't you okay, hear? That's, didn't you hear that? Or, that's canon. I feel like his I name mean, is Squeech. You know, I don't mean to fight you on this, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure Zelda's the boy. Also, you're telling me Zelda is not only is, is Zelda the princess, but also Zelda is captured in this game. 
As you probably remember from any discussion of historical events, princesses are constantly getting captured as some sort of diplomatic trade negotiations, usually between nation states. This is why. Capture the princess first, then negotiations begin. This is why the queen has those uh, guys with the hats now. It's yeah, because they of stuff guard like this. all the princesses yeah. so that turtle, you know, demons or pig mm-hmm. demons or whatever mm-hmm. demons you might have, mother brain demons, I don't know, sure. don't kidnap your various princesses. Good rule of thumb, have more than one princess. Follow now, the Star Wars brain, rule. But I want to point out, Metroid does not apply to this particular Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's trope. interesting that you just, because Metroids are just some sort of jellyfish aliens, you don't assume they have heads of state. The hero's name of Metroid is Metroid. Everybody knows it. (laughs) Anyway, yada, yada, yada. You save the princess temporarily. You take her out of the castle. Good job. Call it a day. Some person sends you on a quest to find three pendants. You get those. What do I need those for? Okay. I guess I already saved the princess. I'll get your pendants just to put a little bookend on it. I had the rest of my day free. Because I saved her so early, I could yeah. just go ahead and get these pendants. And you go and fight that evil wizard, Aghanim, and right before you're Agamemnon. about to defeat him, Agamemnon, you uh, get sucked in the dark world, and then you have to go do seven more dungeons. What? Yeah, bad news. Seven more dungeons. Save the descendants of those sages, and then you have to defeat Ag- Agamemnon again. Then you defeat Ganon. Yeah. Bully on you. Well done. And then you touch the Triforce and you uh, make a wish and all the things that Ganon did were reversed. Your uncle's back to life. The king's back. All your favorites are back. You know, the mutton is nice and lean. So perky. <laughs> it's, okay. So Any might questions as well, in there? Yeah, might as now, well see, get Gandalf into the story Gandalf is a Maiar spirit, which means he's essentially a demigod. And Sauron and Ganon are also <laughs> Maiar spirits. So that's interesting, don't you think? Okay, so now you're mixing... Fantasy worlds, or is that true? I have no idea what's no, true. That's, that's because false. none of it is true. But they are all, all Sith lords. All of them are Sith lords. Okay. It's also important to note. This was originally Super Nintendo, so like, there's definitely there's actually a lot of story for a Super Nintendo game. But all things considered, yeah, there's a lot of like, just get the thing and then go do the thing, right? Go get this thing and take it to this other thing, and then you'll have the thing done. Oop. More things. Uh-oh, Go get more those thing. things, please. Use but that no, thing. But this time, you're done. Get this last thing. You're good. This is a lot of tchotchkes and uh, <laughs> MacGuffins. Bric-a-brac. A lot of, bric-a-brac. A lot of magical bric-a-brac. Knick-knacks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. But okay, so Agamemnon, <laughs> Agamem, he is... There's a lot of wayward H's in the names in this game. I just yeah. want to say that. That was one of my problems. But Aghanim has an H in there, an extra H where you didn't think there would be an H. Because you're Aghanim. 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 That's not how it's spelled. How was Aghanim related to Ganon? I always took it, I mean, he uh, Ganon, when you fight him in the final battle, he says, you defeated my alter ego. So I assume he is just another... Ganon in, in wizard drag. And Ganondorf... Is ah uh, yeah yeah. I thought that was human form Ganon, but mm-hmm. they somebody said Ganondorf in this game, and then I got real confused. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if it's established in this game, but you're right. I think in later games it's fairly clear that in when he is in a human form, he is Ganondorf. When he becomes yeah. this pig demon, he is Ganon, and they do refer to this thief who broke into the sacred realm as Ganondorf. His That's last name is Dragmire. From really? the Cabot Cove Dragmires, I assume. Ganondorf Dragmire. 
Okay. Ooh, when I was in college, I used to do drag mire. It's not, it's not a fun scene. I just think they should be better at lip syncing, if that's the whole thing. <laughs> I enjoy but the outfits. You also have to do it in the swamp. You can't do it on stage. You always have to be in a mire-like setting. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I think you are right. That his human yeah. form, but I, this game doesn't establish that he has a human form. You only see him as a pig man. Later, yeah. I also, I want to make clear, I'm not asking you to like answer for this, but I do know you you know this much more It's feeling like the Watergate hearings in that... <laughs> I also have a Listen, very wide tie on. and Sir, I know Ganondorf, and you are no Ganondorf. <laughs> I won't correct you that that didn't happen during I know, Watergate. I know, but it's <laughs> some historical shit, you know? Some old white man said it to another <laughs> moderately old white man. Isn't that close enough? I mean, yeah, for me. Okay, so the other missing girls they mentioned, those are the descendants like the people that you're saving in this. Yeah, so yeah, generations ago, these seven sages trapped Ganon, and now he's gathering the descendants, who all mm -hmm. happen to be ladies. Feminism, okay. hashtag feminism. Yeah. Women can also be kidnapped and trapped in <laughs> crystals. Sorry to bust your worldview right open, DJ, but women can also be trapped in crystals. Ugh. They're all the descendants of these wise men, or wise sages, or whatever they're called. What else you got okay. for me? Lay it on me. This does feel like a, a retread of our Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm what just else asking you questions. Got? Well, and it's like the unlike the Lord of the Rings, which obviously is different because it's a narrative situation. It was planned out ahead of time. Well, yeah, and it's like the thing is like it's not very important that you understand this. You know, go somewhere, find a thing, fight the thing. You probably need to use one of those things to do, like we said before. Right. You don't need to know which one's the Triforce of Courage. You just need to know what A does when you hit it. Right. Yeah. I'm, it's more I'm, important. I'm just interested in it because I think it's, this is pretty convoluted, but also very involved and interesting. I didn't realize, I guess, I don't know if this was, is this the third? Which Zelda game is this? Yeah, it's the, the third game. The so third. there's the two on the NES and this the third one. So I guess I don't know how much of this came from other games, but I didn't realize how much of Ocarina of Time came from this. That is one of, uh, always. I think I mentioned this in the intro, that's always one of my pet peeves is like, you know, I think Ocarina of Time deserves a lot of credit, but then sometimes people will be just raving about things that Ocarina of Time does. And I'm like, oh, that was also done in Link to the Fast. Yeah, it's actually really, I mean, I think they definitely, I don't know, broke it open. <laughs> and there's obviously a lot more narrative elements because they were they had more bits. <laughs> they got more bits and bites. That's how you they get those story beats in there. But they had, what else? I mean, there's the Zora, there's, what's the mountain? The Zora dude? actually the, are uh, from, the Zora, which are a river water enemy yeah. in this game. They are actually from the first game as well. I think they just decided in Ocarina of Time that, hey, we want a, you know, a friendly water creature, you know, yeah. humanoid. Why not use that? And why not, we'll just take the Zora and make them that. And they kind of built on that for the other mm -hmm. ones. So yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, they are in this. There was a Lionel. There's Lionels in this? Yeah, they are Which Lionels. I had never also seen from until... the first game. They are is it? Also okay. in the first game, yeah. I had seen it as maybe not the right word, but only recognize it from <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I mean, that was their big... I mean, I was really pleased when Lionels were in <laughs> Breath of the Wild because they had sort of been like a forgotten enemy from old yeah. Zelda yeah. games, and they got sort of resurrected. And then not only resurrected, but like made... Badass. Awesome. <laughs> in Breath of the Wild, to the point that they still scare me when I encounter one. They just stare back at you in Breath of the Wild. Oh, 
Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely mortifying. Oh, I'm just a passerby, sir. Please, half man, half Please. lion, half horse. Please don't. Too many me. halves. <laughs> He's 150% plus, being. Plus, Lionel wrote Dancing on the Ceiling. So you gotta, you know, no, you, you gotta, gotta give him. him that. Yeah, I mean, I don't appreciate that he's slashing me with that giant club, but. Yeah. But all night long? Too. All night long is yeah, a jam. Absolutely. And the Commodores that. are nothing to sneeze at either. Come on. Absolutely. Easy like Sunday morning in Kakariko <laughs> Village. That was the original title. Okay, so am I saying that right? Is that Kakariko? Yeah, I think that's pretty much I don't think I've ever consensus. said that out loud. Yeah. What a Kakariko. Challenge. No H's, though. Got to hand it to them there. I forgot about Sahasrala. Who is, is Sahasrala? More H's, the, though. <laughs> Sahasrala is the good? Who's he? The music made him seem friendly, but he was not. No, he was, was he? nice. I mean, you Sahasrala. when you rescue Zelda at the beginning of the game, she oh, he's the, okay. tells you to seek out Sahasrala in Kakariko Village, but he's already, when you get to Kakariko, he's escaped, which is a fun uh, story beat, I feel like, for a Super Nintendo game. Like, I... One of the things I think, even though this story is really convoluted, I think the game does a good job of like creating environmental storytelling elements. So when you get to Kakariko Village, it has that Kakariko theme that you've heard in Ocarina of Time and other games. But you also, he's missing and you have to like sort of talk to all the townspeople to sort of find out where he went. And some of the townspeople don't like you because there's signs all over the place saying you kidnapped Princess Zelda. Yeah. So a few of the townspeople will either run from you or will call the guards to or both. arrest you. Yeah. Which is kind of a fun, fun little bit because it generally is like kind of a nice safety hub, at least in the first part of the game. But there is a little bit of like this threat. Slightly. There's enemies the all over the place in this game. Like when you're a noob and don't have a lot of hearts, like it's challenging just to like walk up the street because you're, <laughs> I will say one, one of the more frustrating things about this game is the slashing mechanic, especially if you're not used to it, you have to get it just right. And it, he has a tendency to just, I remember this, this came back to me from whether it was this game or some other Zelda game in the 2D environment where it just like turns the wrong way really easily. And you're like slashing at nothing while a guy enemies like coming at you. And then you feel like there are enemies that unless they're like, unless you're perpendicular to them or like not perpendicular, but you're exactly facing them. You like can't slash them. You oh. got to get it just right. I found that very frustrating at first. And I think that's very true to a lot of things in like older <laughs> gaming systems. Right. So I'm not going to knock the switch for that. Cause I just like, this feels like playing it on super Nintendo. Cause I no, I've heard this that. rage heard seething that com- inside of me feels familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. I actually listened to a few other, I love this game so much that it's hard for me to be unbiased. So I listened to a few other like retrospectives on it. And that was something I had heard from a few other people that sometimes that when they're slashing, they can change directions or something weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've already like just in my, when I'm playing the game, I automatically correct for that or something. You just built it in. I already auto just fix it through phantom mechanics or whatever. (laughs) But the weird thing about this game is that in the light world, there are a lot of Zelda games. I mean, the first two Zelda games are full with monsters. But in this game, for the most part, in the light world, at least, it's all soldiers. Right. It's all humanoid soldiers that you've been told have been brainwashed, and then you're killing? Yeah. And they all have shields and a sword for the most part. And if you hit them the wrong way, this is the part that does frustrate me when I'm playing, 
is that if you hit them the wrong way, you will bounce off their shield and yeah. you won't be able to hit them. So you have to like take into account. I mean, it adds a little bit of strategy. I mean, the combat is not that complex in this game, but it does right. add a little bit of like, I've got to think this through. I can't just slash at him willy nilly because I'll just hit his shield over and over again. Well, and some of them have, they will shoot spears or have arrows that they yeah, projectile yeah. at you. And if you're facing forward, it bounces off your shield. But if you're like slightly at an angle or anything, they can hit you with it really easily. Yeah. And it'll block your projectile if you shoot something at them, which is, that was a fun mechanic. But yeah. It just, is a fun mechanic. I mean, like the mathematical odds of actually hitting an arrow <laughs> when an arrow is Yeah, don't worry you. about that too But much. still, no, yeah, I do like that. I will say the slash, I play the original and I occasionally will dip into Zelda 2. Until I realize, oh, right, no, I hate this. <laughs> but they, all the attacks in that are stabs. There are no slashes in those games. You are just oh. stabbing forward. And even in Zelda 2, your sword, your sword is very Pokey. tiny. It seems like you're just taking a butter knife to everyone. That was, I think, an interesting innovation in this game that you actually slash. So you, you actually a have a little bit more control over what you hit. Or it's a little bit more of like a grace area that you when you're slashing you might what's well, a more, more fun than... animation too like it looks true like a sword you're swinging a sword around while we're talking about swords hello swords man i remember this i must have played this game or maybe it watched like you play it because also a possibility <laughs> i think i play it at least once a year all the way through or it could be another zelda game that i'm thinking but like the mechanic of having the projectile from your master sword, like when you get that when you have full hearts. Oh, yeah. That's so great. I like got so nice. sad every time I lose a heart because it's like, oh, that's so cool. You're just like, you don't have to switch to like an arrow or waste your arrows. It is kind of nice. It's also, I mean, because you have the master sword and right after you get it, you go to the dark world where the difficulty curve, I feel like spikes. Yes. Like enemies are just taking like loads of hearts off you if you just yeah. graze against them going through a corridor. But I think it is also nice because the master sword that you get is really just an upgrade from your original sword. But they add this beam thing that gives it a little bit more like story heft. You're like, this thing shoots lasers out of it. Yeah. Which makes it It is the master sword. It must be. What other sword could possibly shoot lasers out of it? No, it is a nice element when you and you don't have to use your use up your arrows or whatever else you might have on hand. I was going to get into the because then you upgrade it later. And that's that's even more fun because it's doesn't really I don't think does it change anything it does. It just like takes a lot more damage. It's just a lot more powerful, which was Yeah, fun. it does. I mean, you can upgrade it twice after, you know, the master after you get the initial master sword, you can get it tempered by some dwarven blacksmith brother um, after you rescue his brother. I know you're saving the world, but my brother went missing. If you could keep an eye out. Have for you him. seen my chicken? <laughs> <laughs> and then later at the end of the game. You can visit a fairy who will upgrade it to its upgrade. final level, which is very nice. And that was one of the things I, I had a lot of memories that struck me as I was playing it this time. And that was one that hit me. I knew I had to visit the fairy to get silver arrows, Something. which is, of course, yeah. the only thing that will defeat Ganon. But of course, I think I spent some time in that little fairy fountain and just threw everything I had in my inventory into the fountain. And I was like... Well, I mean, she wouldn't do anything to my sword, or would she? And I threw my sword in there, and she gave me a better sword. So that was one of those like few discoveries that I was like, oh, look at that. Well, I have to be honest. Got a sweet-ass sword. Two things happened when I was playing this game. I got to a point where I was already using a guide because... You've got things to do. <laughs> you can't just be... I just felt like I was like, 
I saw how much what happened was <laughs> until I made it to the half or not even the halfway point. But when you get the three pendants, I was basically just if I got lost, I, you know, stuck or something, I'd look it up. But generally speaking, I was just kind of going through the game. But after that point, it got a lot bigger and a lot more complicated and a lot more dangerous with the enemies, as you mentioned. And I was like, all right. We're going to record in a few days. I don't have that much time to spend playing this game. I'm I'm into it, but I'm also like, all right. And so I started like looking at a walkthrough. And then about halfway through the game, it lost my progress completely. Yeah. Not completely because it didn't start me completely over. I don't know exactly what happened because I, I wasn't saving the way I should. So it's definitely on me, but it's also that shouldn't have happened. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I was very frustrated and I, I quit the game. And I was like, I'm just going to watch a, a video walkthrough. And then I did. And then I was like, all right, I'm ready to play. So I did both. Basically, I was texting this earlier today as I was finishing. I was like, <laughs> I would watch a walkthrough on like double time and then joylessly do the actions that the <laughs> robotically did, do what they did, which was still pretty challenging because the enemies get wacky. But I would be playing this for a couple more months. If I didn't do that. And I have definitely never beaten this before. I know that I, I feel like I've played it now. I didn't remember it before that I played this, but like having done the mechanic, I either played one that was very, very similar or I actually played this, but I definitely didn't get this far because it was like, what is all this? This is crazy. <laughs> well, you, I remember we were at a pool party celebrating Memorial Day and you, I think you had just gotten into the dark world like that Rest day or soul. the day before. And yes. you were like, I thought it was over and then it wasn't over. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. If we weren't trying to record, I would have been like, oh, fuck, yeah. This right. is, there's so You're much like, more. Come on. Yeah, but to this time I was like, oh, I thought I was, I thought I like had wrapped this up. And I mean, it is close. funny in retrospect that that twist worked on me because your inventory is like a third. Yeah, full. it's not even. And, and like, it's, it's, it's not even, they don't populate full rows when it fills up. It's like dotted all through your inventory. Yeah. There's like a bomb up here, a boomerang over to the right, like a magic powder down in the corner. Like it's obvious that this thing's going to be filled up. But 11 year old me is like, oh, I can't wait to beat the game this afternoon. Yeah, um, I had a very strong accent when I was a kid. And it's it's ludicrous that I even thought I was about to beat the game when i went to beat agony yeah yeah i should have known better i think in my head i must have been like well they already did the fake ending obviously the saving zelda is like the first thing you do so it's pretty obviously that it's that's not tricking anyone but i was like they already did that they're not going to do that again it's maybe what i was thinking right. but it was like oh yes I do. I mean, the older I get, the more I do appreciate that little, I mean, it's sort of a fake out, but it's also sort of just destroying the trope of like, instead of yeah. the whole game, you're trying to find Princess Zelda, you save her in the first five minutes of the game, or the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. It's flipping the script, man. It's fun. And it also, I mean, Zelda, I feel like is always as a game series, really torn between well, we got to have a woman be kidnapped at some point. I mean, this is a video game. <laughs> How else would you raise the stakes? How else would you motivate your main character? By uh, taking away a woman's agency, that's how you that's how you make video games. That was my Shigeru Miyamoto impression just then. Spot on. <laughs> but I feel like this is interesting because it, it at least makes an attempt I feel like Zelda games are always trying to make an attempt to try and make Zelda into a character. And then they always cave to, and then she gets kidnapped. And then she gets kidnapped. <laughs> Even if she's been like saving the day the entire time, like an Ocarina of Time, uh, the minute she reveals she's Zelda, then we're going to kidnap her. Right. But in this game, I do appreciate the She's attempt, this badass warrior, not... but still. 
but she still gets trapped in a crystal yet again in Ocarina of Time. But in this one, I mean, you do encounter her and you have like some sort of relationship as much as the memory would afford in a Super Nintendo game. Like you meet her and rescue her. So you already have some sort of perceived relationship with her at the beginning of the game, which is kind of fun. And you can go visit her in that first third of the game before What's uh, up? you're sucked into the dark world. And Zelt. she'll say, you know, whatever they programmed her character to say at you. I think she says, go find all the pendants. <laughs> That's all she'll say at you. But now I do hold it over your head for the whole to world like... to see. It's good for business. That's not her. <laughs> That's not her, but I really like That's that. That's not her. Part. That's a different guy. I do like that attempt to sort of subvert the tropes of even already like in the third game in a series. It's like making an attempt to play that role of just like, well, what if yeah. you save the princess early on? Yeah. What if we do, I don't know, something else? <laughs> you can imagine in the writer's room everybody was like something else the writer's else? room what do you mean something else more lore stuff okay so he's don't part do of to me don't make me into the lore guy but actually I you're love being the lore guy you're the lore go guy. ahead come on he's Please. okay what's with the royal bloodline stuff so he's heir to the hylian dynasty or something i feel like i mean i think this is only part of this game <laughs> yeah i think there is a just like you sort of have the man. heirs, the heirs to the sages' bloodline, he is the last of the knights of Hyrule. They don't really go into it. They're like, "Oh, you must be one of the the heirs to the knights of Hyrule," and I'm like, "That means nothing." Okay, whatever. Yeah, what is because they have a standing army. They have all these all these soldiers. I'm literally killing left, right, and center. They're soldiers. So I mean, what are the knights of Hyrule? What's the difference? Was I think Hyrule it's I think it's just fantasy gobbledygook. Okay, all right. I get Hyrulean Hylian mixed up. <sighs> so mad. So, so I'm mad at myself for knowing the answer. <laughs> I believe Hylian is a race. At oh, least in wow. later games, it's established that Hylians are the race, so the sort of the human-looking race in Hyrule. And okay. Hyruleans are all the people who live in Hyrule. So that could be all the but other Hyrule races. is our like. Our whole thing, right? Yeah. Hyrule is the land, and Hylian is the race of human-like people that, that live there. But there's also Zoras, and in later games, there are Gorons. Now, who are the dwarves? <laughs> ah, yes, the Connecticut dwarves. I already did that joke with the Dragmire thing, so I can't. That's all right. It was a good, it was a hit. Bring it back. <laughs> it's called a callback. Look it up. <laughs> in Ocarina, Ganondorf is a male... Of the Gerudo. Uh, the Gerudo. Gerudo. Yeah. No, we hadn't gotten there yet. So they did do something. We don't we don't got those yet. We don't got we don't have those yet. We don't have the technology to have Gerudos <laughs> yet. <laughs> they have the little little chain boys from Mario. Yeah, you got those Mario little chain, chain chomps. Yeah. Um, in this game. They will do the same thing that they usually do, which is uh Hi, notice you're there and attack you. Yeah. Well, fair enough. No, I was just gonna say that last dungeon was fucking wild. Was that Turtle Rock? Is that the last one? Or do you mean one? Ganon's Tower? I think Ganon's Tower is what I'm Ganon's thinking. Ganon's Tower is the what have we learned dungeon. It, you have to use like everything a lot. Yeah. And you have to defeat like half of the bosses you've already defeated. Yeah. And they're just like in rooms, just like, hey, I'm just a normal guy now. I used to be in charge of that tower <laughs> four hours ago. Now I'm just in the room to the left. I was a manager before. Come at me. Now I'm not even, I'm a floor supervisor. You know, honestly, I appreciate the, the stress is a little lower. 
So I appreciate that. Look, Gannon, I think he made a lot of good points. I don't think I was ready for the responsibilities yet. I mean, there's a lot of like doing, you know, uh, timesheets. I'm just, you know, scheduling breaks. I can't do that. I got a lot of monster stuff to do up here. Uh, I was guarding a pendant. You came and took the pendant. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not I'm mad. Not mad. Uh, I mean, I know it was gonna, it was a 50-50. You're either gonna take the pendant or I'm gonna kill you. I mean, I know, you know, it's just sort of, we, you have to we, pick this one. is what we signed up for, you know? I'm not mad at you for doing your job. I hope you're not mad at me for doing my job. Anyway. Plus now, I get to share tips so I actually make more money now. So, <laughs> the whole floor, we split the tips. Yeah, any when- ru- uh, Any rupees you don't pick up, we the split them. When the hero em. comes in, people, you want you to give 15, but I mean, it's kind of going 20% now. It's kind of the way it's going. Like, well, if, you, if you did it on staffing the app- staffing issues. If you did it on the app, you would have automatically been set up for 20%. But- Whatever you do, there's a jar in the corner. God bless. <laughs> God bless. I don't know why God bless after all that. That's what got me. <laughs> I like that he's just a religious man. He's just, you he's know. He's a religious giant worm that infests the giant, the top of a tower somewhere. Does that ever get you like, I'm hearing, I hear it less now than ever before, but you know, I'll be like, hey, yeah, okay, thank you. And leaving someone there, be like, have a blessed day or something like that. And I'm always like, <laughs> don't thank you. rope me into your blessings. Thank you. I mean, it it's kind. Me I appreciate it. When I was I an angry, you. an angry teen, it used to annoy me a lot more. I'm a nice atheist, Damon. <laughs> you were going to ask me before I busted in about how hard the final dungeon of this difficult game was. <laughs> Hot take, DJ. Good job. You were going to say something that was actually impertinent. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, how, what did you think of the graphics? Like, how did you think the Super Nintendo graphics held up? I thought it was good. You don't come to this expecting something detailed. I fairly recently played the, what's it called? The one that was reissued for the Switch. The Link's Awakening one? Yeah. The mechanics are very familiar because it's basically just reskinned mechanics. And it's like they put like a 3D spin on the 2D game. Basically just like tilted the screen a little bit. Right, yeah. And I like that a lot. And that looks amazing. But I don't, I didn't play this and go, well, this looks like shit. There's things like the Lynels, which you've seen in extreme detail in something like Breath of the Wild, where it's kind of weird because you're like, is that a... But it doesn't really matter. chunky guy Who's coming that? at me? Is that a Great Dane? <laughs> <laughs> is that the Great Dane wearing an Edgar Winter wig? <laughs> what is that? What's God, that now? I want to take a free ride. <laughs> he, he, what? He? Don't gender the Lynels. <laughs> I like when you get... You don't know them. Like you get turned into a bunny rabbit if you get the certain thing hit by the little whatever that is. If you go like into the, the dark world before you have the moon pearl. I mean, it's just yeah. simple logic. If you really if you really think about it, that's just a thought you'd have walking down the street. I feel like that none of that was really explained. I mean, you kind of understand because you were the first time you show up in the dark world, you're a bunny. You can't really do anything. And then later you get like hit by some beams or something like a star. What is that? It's just like a star thing that comes around and yeah there's like a little star enemy in the dark world that will hit you and you'll turn back into that bunny but for a little bit there's the whole object that you get in the third dungeon before you get pulled into the dark world is this moon pearl which is yeah it's kind of a a story-wise it makes sense but it also feels like could i get an actual item for this dungeon Because it's not, it's just something you put in your inventory and it stops you from transfiguring once you go into the dark world. Because everyone who goes in the dark world becomes a monster, which is right. story wise makes sense. Everyone who you encounter in the dark world is a monster, including Ganon is a monster. 
But it almost feels like a placeholder in the level because it's just like you go you in the third level. In every other level, you get something that's more or less useful. In that one, you just sort of get this object that goes into your inventory. You It's automatically turned on so that you don't transform right, and you go into right. the dark world and you don't really have to worry about it ever again. So it's just kind of there. Yeah. In fact, you get an object right before you get into that dungeon, which is the magic mirror that... Let's you actually warp, but, you use and it allows you to warp from the dark worlds back to the light world, but only in certain spots. I mean, I think there's like limitations in the game itself. Like you can't warp yeah. on top of a bush or a tree or something, but you can't go back the other way. You can only go from the dark world to the light. Who world, says which you is a can't fun... go home? It's all right. <laughs> that was actually from this game originally. Yeah, look, I'm I'm just want to like just. For anybody who's vaguely listening but doesn't didn't actually do a playthrough or doesn't know this game intimately well, let me just go through some items that you're going to have by the end of this game. We've got oh, yeah, bombos. I love the items in this game. Go. We got medallions. We got bombos medallion, a quake medallion, an ether medallion. We got the magic mirror, the magic cape, the cane of Birna, the cane of Samaria. We got mm-hmm. the shovel, the book of Mudora, Mudora, not Medora. Mm-hmm. The flute, Mudora, the explorer, which you took from Flute Boy, magic hammer. You got the ice rod, you got the fire rod, you got the magic powder, you got the mushroom, you got the hook shot, you got the bug catching net, you got the magical boomerang, you got the regular boomerang, you got a bomb, you got a silver arrow, you got a regular arrow, you got bow, you got the lamp, you get the ah. moon pearl, that's what you were just talking about, you got the Zora's flippers, you got the titan's mitt, you get the power glove, not to be confused with the power glove, you got the Pegasus- <laughs> power glove TM, <laughs> you got the Pegasus boots, actually let's talk about the Pegasus boots for a second before I finish this list of the items. Love that. I love the Pegasus boots. I love them, and I forget that you don't start the game with them whenever I, know. I replay the yeah, game. I'm like, yeah. oh, right, I can't. Oh, I'm just walking everywhere. Ugh. They are great. I mean, this isn't a huge overworld, and I would like to talk about the overworld in depth, but or not in depth. Gross. <laughs> we don't have that much time. <laughs> it, is, it is nice to have that if you're going somewhere. Because uh, fast it, travel is isn't limit. I mean, there is fa- some fast travel, but I mean, there is it is sort of limited and balanced. So it is nice to have this ability to like, look, I'm just trying to get west. I don't want to fight run. all one thousand of you right now. And you run, unlike what your mother asked you to. You run with your sword pointed outwards. Yeah. So you just kill guys as you're running. It's fun. It's pretty fun. And plus, like, there's like traversal elements where if you run into some, you can. I've seen speedrunners like run into something and get knocked backwards to get over pits they're not supposed to be going over yet. Oh. Trixie Hobbits. I also love the Pegasus boots. I wrote them. I just wrote a list of items I love and I wrote hookshot, exclamation point, boots, love exclamation point, and bottles. Bottles, I feel like, are also the low key, because in the- Yeah. I don't think they're in the second game at all. And in the first game, you get medicine. The bottle is not particularly- Interesting. You just get medicine and presumably throw your bottle away. But in this one, you actually get a bottle and you can put a variety of things in. You can put potions in it or, and this is what I do all the time, put fairies in it and they will bring you back to life. That's how I am able to beat this game without ever properly dying because I die all the time and these fairies just bring me back. And every time I get out of a dungeon, I'm like, first things first, let's reload up on fairies. Did you freeze up or are you just not laughing at my... No, that's just... That's an awkward stare. That's the side of me trying to think of a gay joke, but I couldn't do it. You're too far gone. You're too far into uh, gay acceptance. (laughs) Sad. Damn it. In a way. I'm going to send you to a local high school and we're going to get you fixed up real quick. Don't tell my bigoted uncle. 
<laughs> Continuing what the costumes. What DJ? He used to be fagging and furying all up <laughs> in here. But now he's all just so accepting, talking about the L's, the G's, the B's, <laughs> and the T's. Don't forget the Q plus the B. Sometime QQSIA plus. We got the red male, the blue male, the green oh, jerkin. Sorry, yeah. Wait, what? Don't call it a Is that what jerkin. I'm just normally wearing? The green yeah. jerkin? It's weird. How is jerkin oh, spelled? J or J E J E R K I N. Mirror shield, the fire shield, the fighter shield, which is your regular shield, your <laughs> golden shield. sword, your tempered sword, master sword, and fighter sword. I was reading them backwards, obviously. You start with the fighter sword and then go up from there. That's Makes the sense. amount of items that we're talking about here. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> There's it so many tchotchkes. Uh, so many tchotchkes, so many things to put on your shelf, maybe on a mantle. Some of them are completely optional. And I think this game is before the era of, oh, there's a boss in this dungeon. If you just go two rooms to the left, there's an item that is his only weakness. There are a few yeah. enemies in this that do have that, where I think there's one enemy that do, is re, you were, it is required to have the item that you get in that dungeon. I think there are a few that are weak to the enemy, the item in that dungeon, but it's not required. But for the most part, it's just like, hit him with your sword. I don't Find know a way to hit them with your sword. It's not, I will say this, it is not obvious at all, some of the things. Like, I was watching a walkthrough, so I'm like, oh, you just do this thing. I w but if I were just like, especially like an 11-year-old playing this game, how the fuck... <laughs> Do you figure some of this stuff out like that you have Which to- Which ones stuck out to you? In some of the dungeons, you can like cut- I'll the, pretend like, I don't know all the enemies' names. Okay. So I'll just play it cool. You can like cut the mossy branches and if you like cut the right ones with a master sword, it like opens a door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the uh, forest dungeon, there's like vines on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one where you have to stand in front of something and use- Something. I can't remember what it is. Mm, yeah, I remember. I think we all remember where we were when that happened. Well, to, to, <laughs> is it the entrance to the final castle? You have to like stand somewhere specific and the mouth of the castle opens up or something. I can't remember what it is, but. Well, that one, I mean, I feel like at Ganon's Tower is fairly. I, I always get autumn. I, <laughs> this is a very Damon thing, but I'm always in a bad position whenever it happens because it's automated and the crystals just start going. And I'm always like halfway through a weird walk. My little <laughs> sprite is in a weird walk. I'm like, no, I wanted to be facing it for like the moment. I'm like, I'm in a weird jostling position. <laughs> and now the crystals are coming out. So that, I mean, that's fairly automatic. No, that must not be the one I'm thinking of. I can't remember because I, I was There's watching- There's a few- I've heard uh, some people complain there's two dungeons that you have to have those medallions to open. Right. And that can cause problems because there's nothing really prompting you to get those to medallions. Get those. Yeah. So I would imagine if you didn't get them ahead of time, you would be really fucking annoyed <laughs> when you got to that dungeon. There's a symbol you've never seen before on the top of those dungeons. And you're like... What the what fuck, the fuck is this? And, and one of those medallions you get from like throwing a stone yeah. into a rock circle and yeah. a catfish gives you a medallion that allows you to make earthquakes. Yeah. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't know how, like if I didn't have a subscription to Nintendo Power or the Nintendo Power hotline on speed dial or... Nowadays, a YouTube walkthrough. I have no idea how you would figure this shit out. The Nintendo hotline of our era. Yes. It's pretty wild. Although, I mean, I will say there is some pushback on the NES. What? The, what? the NES yeah. obtuseness. 
for example, like Ganon's fight is somewhat reminiscent of his fight in the original game. But in the original game, when you go to into Ganon's chambra, he immediately goes invisible and you just have to sort of stab in whatever direction you can until you hit him. Again, I want to reiterate, he is invisible. Like it's needlessly unfair. And then he'll freeze and then you shoot him with his silver arrow after you've hit him, invisible him three times. It's silly. And in this game, at least you fight him for a little bit while he's completely visible. And then he's like, I'm going invisible now, but he'll shoot little like fire bats at you. So you know where he is. So even if he is referencing that old fight, it's a little bit more like your skill and not just, I hope I have enough hearts to stab at the air long enough (laughs) to defeat him. So I feel like this game starts to curtail that, that weird NES cruelty and, sometimes denseness of just like yeah. that actually like that what the fuck do you want me to do and i think an asterisk of i watched walkthroughs to this next statement <laughs> but like i feel like the boss fights were not they were difficult but they were not like some of them have been like this i don't know how the fuck it seems impossible you just have to figure out like because some of them they do have some sort of specific weakness I am a little torn because, I mean, as I said, like some later games fall into the trap of the item you get in this dungeon is the thing that you're going to use to defeat that yeah. enemy. And part of me is like, that's story-wise, that makes no sense. Why would you have this? Wouldn't you burn the bow and yeah, arrow put it so that as I can't use it far away as you? you possibly can at the very least, put it on the other side of, <laughs> of Hyrule? Hyrule or there you go. Lake Hylia. On the other hand, though, there now is confused, like a yeah. sort of narrative... Patness. I don't. I guess I don't want to say that. There's something satisfying about like finding an enemy, finding an item yeah. in a dungeon, and then using it to defeat that enemy. There's something like ah, of course, it's like solving a little puzzle. And I think in my perfect world, there'd be like half of the bosses would be defeated by their item, the dungeon item, and then half would be just me slashing at them with a sword or having some sort of weakness, but it's not required to defeat. Like there's that big dinosaur with the helmet. Yeah. And you get the hammer in that dungeon and you can go up and hit him with that hammer and he'll his mask will start to crack, but you have to get like right up on him because you it's a hammer. Yeah. You just literally right. are malleting at it's him. It's a melee weapon. Or you can pick up a, a bomb and throw it at him. But bombs, of course, are like you only have so many bombs, so which one do you want to do? Plus you gotta time it. I think it that's just a nice right. balance. Yeah. You have to time it right, and he's scurrying around like a fucking cockroach. Although he is like fucking aw- like in a way, like for a Super Nintendo enemy, he that dinosaur is fucking awesome. Like he's takes up the entire room. Like you yeah. wonder how he survives because the room is just slightly bigger than him. Imagine how big he'd be if you gave him a big enough aquarium. It's like a goldfish. That's true. He just keeps getting bigger and bigger. But it is like some of the, the enemies in this game are really awesome, like in terms of just design and, and sprite work. You, plus you, you get the most important aspect, which is we still get the, the tennis game with Ganon, which you got to have. It started obsessed. here, so I don't want to be too angry. <laughs> but the later games have relied so much on shooting magic back at Ganon that I'm like, guys, stop it. <laughs> Every other time, I'm like, well, I have the trick for you, Link try and beat this giant ball of magic. I'm like, I think I know exactly what to do, sir. I'll I dodge him, it. sir. He's the well, Lord of Darkness, and I'm going to show him respect. Just have a little fucking respect. That is all my thoughts on Legend of Zelda Link to the Past before we get to the real thoughts. No, I mean the uh, conclusion. The real thoughts. 
Real, real. I did try and think of some cons, not to give away my my verdict too soon. I do like, generally speaking, like the light world, which is the first third of the game, the light world is like fairly open. I think only, aside from Death Mountain, you can pretty much, after you rescue Zelda that first time, you can pretty much go wherever you want. You can't go into all the dungeons, but you can go into all the areas of Hyrule, I feel like. Yeah. But then when you get to the dark world, it does get super linear really quick. Because I think you have to go to that first dungeon first. You can only go to a couple places until you get this, yeah. that next tchotchke, and then you can Because I think even the first dungeon is where you get the hammer, and I think yeah. exploring the rest of the dark world is prevented by all these little pegs that you can only put down with the hammer. You got to turn them into nipples. That's right. <laughs> they do look like little nipples. <laughs> But also, I mean, as you explore later in the dark world, there's all these heavy rocks you can't lift. It gets a little frustrating. The dark world is very segmented, whereas the light world is very open when you start playing it. It's one of my few criticisms, but I remember like my, you know, when I played it the first time, I remember wanting to get to the village because I loved Kakariko Village so much in the light world. I wanted to see what the dark version of it was. And I was really frustrated that I could not get there directly. There's all these sort of roadblocks choking you from getting to that spot. So it drives me a little crazy. And I think this is the beginnings, finally broken with Breath of the Wild and A Link Between Worlds before it, of the linearity starting to creep into Zelda of, no, 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 you have to go this route and you have to go in this order of dungeons. I mean, they do number the dungeons. There are a few that you can sort of wiggle around and like go to another dungeon first. If you, yeah, if you wanted to. But I mean, you have to like play the game 13,000 times like me to figure out what that is. When, you know, like I'm here I for I go to the fourth time. dungeon first, by the way, in the in the dark world. I go to, because I want to get that that upgrade to my sword first. Can't do that. Gotta get the Titans met. I'm here for a good time. So if you tell me, <laughs> if you tell me this is the dungeon I play first, I assume there's a reason. I'm going right. to get something there that'll help me at the next thing. And usually that's true. Although that doesn't mean that's always the case. But I do feel like yeah, you're like, oh, now you have the Titans mitt and you can lift these fucking huge rocks and then you can go over to this place. That's just items, man. That's tchotchkes. That's the tchotchke life. Those that little hashtag bits, tchotchke bits and life. bats. I don't think I have much else. I mean, I do love that dungeons are like starting to get delineated, but they're only sort of aesthetically delineated. Otherwise, they're kind of... I think the water dungeon and the ice dungeon are the only ones that are actually like... This is an elemental area, but otherwise, Misery Mire isn't particularly swampy. It's just got slime on the walls in, yeah. the, in the decor of the actual dungeon. Which one's Misery Mire? I think that's the sixth one. Okay. You have to use the duck to get to that, oh, it, go into the desert yeah, to get yeah, that portal yeah. and get into the swamp. Get in that swamp. Get in that Dragmire. That's where Drag- you do your Dragmire show. That makes sense. Do uh, you want to go to the verdict? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> DJ. No. What? What did you think of the item with which we were reviewing in this episode? That's not how this goes. I translated from Japanese back into English. (laughs) In the spirit of The Legend of Zelda. Let me go ahead and list my complaints. 
This is very difficult <laughs> in places. <laughs> yeah. I complain about the the slashing mechanic already, which only is really a problem at the very beginning when you're already like a little weakling. Mm-hmm. Because as you like, you know, if you get hit, so what? You've got hearts, you'll you'll figure it out. But like when you have like three hearts, you're like, God damn this fucking <laughs> I can hear angry DJ trigger warning yeah. of angry come DJ on. playing a video game. It's I always hit that come guy. On. I hit that guy. You saw that, right? You you saw me hit the guy, right? Yes, DJ. I saw I see it. I would. I should reiterate now. I've gotten much better. I used to get grounded from the Nintendo when I was a child because <laughs> I would get so mad. And they're like, "Why are you doing this? This is supposed to be fun." And I'd be like, "I'm it's having called fun. a game." <laughs> I'm now so I'm playing fun. with power. <laughs> and this is of no no fault of the game at all. But losing my progress was very anger inducing. I was very upset. You had me like Columbo trying to figure out like, oh, well, maybe did he save? I definitely was using the rewind feature when this happened. Uh-huh. So I feel like... You rewound all the way back to the beginning of your game. Well, I guess. I don't know what happened. It was clearly like a glitch, but it's still... I was like, you That know. is annoying. I mean, I had a minor version of that during the Turtle Rock dungeon, at the, which is the penultimate dungeon. Mm-hmm. And I didn't... I beat it, and I was like, ah, done for the day, and turned off mm-hmm. my game and like closed my session in the you know, Super Nintendo app or whatever they would call it on Switchland. And I was like, and the minute I did it, I was like, no, I mean no. that dungeon, which is probably one of my least favorite dungeons. I was like, oh my God. And knowing I had to go back and beat it again the next day was annoying. That's, I, I can't really hold that against the game. The, no, that's my stupidity. That was just me being dumb. Yeah, same same with mine. I can, I mean, I was upset at the game, but not reasonably. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that was the subject of my ire. Because- I still think you should write into 1991 Nintendo and let them know about the air. <laughs> just see dear, what they can do. Dear Nintendo of America. <laughs> Circa 1991 specifically. If you get yeah. this to them, that would be really appreciated. Can you please send this to not your current address? <laughs> the story is pretty convoluted. It's a Super Nintendo game. There's... Maybe too many things. I like a tchotchke as much as the other one. But I feel like most of these things are only a problem because I was on a time crunch of sorts where I like we wanted to record this. I didn't want to wait too long. I wanted to get through it. If it were playing for enjoyment, I think it'd be a different case. Because if you're playing a game, generally speaking. Did you get everything? Did you get all the items? I think so. Okay. I, think I, I mean, I I know there's some that are optional, but I mean, if you're playing it for the first time, you don't know what's optional and what's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I was also just like doing whatever the walkthrough did. So if he got everything and I got everything. Sheep, following, follower, not a, yeah. not a leader, follower. I will say that is not the f- most fun way to do that. It is a good way to like get through a difficult portion, but like fun, it's more fun. It's a puzzle. Like that's the thing. It's like it right. is a action puzzle game and that is really fun thing about Zelda and it but if you're like it can be very time consuming if you can't figure it out right away and that's if you're doing it oh, I'm going to play as much as as far as I can get for the next hour or whatever that's fine but if you're like I have to finish this game to talk about it it is a little bit it's not that fun <laughs> it is a world weird world that we live in that you have an assignment to beat a video game and if you could do it by Tuesday night that would be ideal Right. It is, yeah. It is an odd experience. We did already delay once because I was like not even close to. I'm so on like, a time crunch. Yeah. I got to defeat Ganondorf Dragmire. Right. Too sweet. I should like fully admit I am not super good at this game or video games in general. That's not something to hold against the game. Like, because I think 
they did an amazing job. To get to my verdict, your inner child is not an idiot. This game rules. <laughs> they did so much. You can tell this team that built this game, and I don't know anything about it, but like they were pumped. They were like excited to throw new things in. They were t- excited to make these kind of narrative twists where you think you're done or they're doing it. Oh, you saved Zelda. It is so much fun. There's so many elements that are interesting and weird. This game is very weird. Like the whole dark world thing is super weird. And I say that in a completely enjoyable way. It's like, what the fuck? But, you know, and like the mechanics, again, maybe there's too many tchotchkes, but all of the tchotchkes are pretty fun. I love a mirror dimension. I love the fake princess at the end that's actually a weird... Was that Agamemnon? Was that... Who was it? No, that was, a, that was just the boss of that end. Yeah, the, the boss of that, that, yeah. And she's Pretends hinted to be at a... at the beginning of the game. Like, just casually by a guy in Kakariko Village who'd be like, hey, you know, uh, this house we live in used to be a hangout for thieves, and the guy who ran it was named Blind, and he hated sunlight. And then when you go to that place in the dark world that you try and take that girl outside as she requested. I don't know what her grand scheme was, yeah. Hannibal Lecter, but it's like, oh, you want to go outside? Let's go there now. And she's like, oh, uh, maybe we shouldn't go outside outside because the sun <laughs> lives there. I'm like, well, you're the one with a sun allergy, Diane Keaton, so <laughs> you asked to go here. And then it turns into a And then the it turns, if that, you take yeah. her into a, a room that has like sunlight pouring in, she turns into, uh, into the boss and you fight her. Anyway, that's... That is a fun twist. It's not a perfect game, but it is really fun. And I think I would I would go back and play this game again. Absolutely. Especially without being on a time crunch. <laughs> but I will say this seems very difficult to just figure out. Like some of these things, I'm not, I'm not sure how you would figure that because there's no clues to some of the things. Some of it's pretty obvious, but some of it is like throw a fairy dust on that thing and then it will give you this item that you need to get forward. Like how the fuck would I know that? You just have to... Which one's that one? I might be making that one up. But like oh. there's a, there's a couple of things that seem like necessary items that you get in a very weird way. Like that medallion thing that we were talking about is like, right. I don't know if I would ever, ever figure that out. I'd be like, can't be done. That's probably what I did when I was little. <laughs> Luckily, like I'm a very explorer. Like when I play these Zelda games, like I'm always, I want to explore as much as possible. Like even in between, like my thing is. I never want to go to a dungeon until I absolutely have to, until I've actually exhausted all my options. And usually that means like getting an object in a dungeon. And then when I leave that dungeon, I'm like testing it on all these puzzles I've seen when I've been exploring. And then when I'm like, well, I guess I can't do anything on to dungeon number three. You learn to like recognize things. They're like, that thing looks funny. And then you just go through your items that you have and be like, what if I read the book of Mudora in front of it? And you're like, right, nothing happens. Okay, well, you know, I mean, then you just try shit. Yeah. If you're if you're being a little bit more exploratory, like you said, you you can sort of do some of that stuff. But some of those like, again, that was more of the time crunch. But anyway, you're in a child is not. What do you say? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, like, when you encounter that ring of stones, like I'm the, the kid who's like, oh, this sign says don't throw anything into my ring of stones. Yeah, right, uh, obviously, right. I need to throw something into this ring of stones. But otherwise, there's nothing to do in that little corner of the map. It is a weird, awkward... If you're not as exploratory as I am, you would overlook that. And then you'd get to Turtle Rock and be like, wait, what am I supposed to do? And I mean, that is actually one of my main cons of the game, is that there are a lot of little things... The ice rod is another one, not to go back to Turtle Rock, but the boss of Turtle Rock requires that you have the ice rod to defeat him. The last guy who told you to get the ice rod 
is Sahasrala after the first dungeon, the very first dungeon. He's like, yeah. there's something in the corner of Lake Hylia that you should pick up. It's like very vague yeah. and yeah. easily like forgotten. And I can't imagine being the fuck up who's like, ah, shit, I can't defeat this three-necked turtle now because I don't have the ice rod. Yeah. That being said, obviously, since I play this game every year and have every <laughs> enemy memorized... <laughs> I love this game. This is a great game. I think it takes a lot of what was done in the original game, which was a lot of exploration and right. environments and puzzles like that, and expands on them fantastically, creates a much more lived-in world, takes elements from Zelda 2, like towns and magic, and incorporates that into the original game's like sort of template. I think there are a lot of things it does that it introduces into the series that were like perfected in later games, but it's still like a really fun game. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It looks great. I think Super Nintendo games in general hold up really well, which is why every indie game that comes out now looks like a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. It's one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game of all time. Your inner child is not an idiot because I'm not an idiot. Why would I say my favorite game is a stupid game? It's Counterpoint. great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like that this game rewards exploring. Maybe not yes. like always directly, but if you go ask, if you go talk to everyone, if you Which go- Which is very much my thing. It's like, yeah. I, I haven't talked to this third townsperson yet. Excuse yeah. me. If you're like trying to get through the narrative of the game, that can sort of be frustrating, right? Because you're like, I don't know- what I'm, you know, I think Zelda games in general are one of the few games that, like, on a time crunch, it's really hard to do because it is so. Even the most linear ones are very much the reward going into those little cracks and crevices in the map that you may, the story may not take you on, but if you, if you search around, you will always yeah. usually be rewarded. Yeah, I absolutely love it for that, and I'm a person who loves talking to townspeople only in games. Only in games. I never want to talk to actual people <laughs> in life. Because what I like about games is that they'll say one or two things, depending yeah. on if I found their child in a cave or if I if I still am waiting to find that child in a cave. They'll either say, please find my child or thank you for finding my child. Here's a piece of heart, which makes no sense, which is if you encounter that in real life, you'd be like, oh my oh, God, yeah. why, why do you have a piece of heart? You should call the authorities. First off, yeah. where's the rest of this heart? Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love this game. Even the dungeons, though, are they're essentially all puzzles, right? Like, they're all yeah. ama mazes with puzzles within them. And so, you know, when you're trying to get through the story or you're trying to, like, on the time crunch like we were, you're like, okay, you need to go left, and then you need to push this up, and then you need to go <laughs> left, and then you need to go to this room first, get the key there. But, like, if you're just jumping into this dungeon like I did on the, you know, the first part of it, I'm like, I don't know. I'll go over here. And then you're like, oh, I can't go through that. Okay, I go back here and you're like, oh, this skull guy's here. I guess I'll fight him. And then how do I get at this door? You know, you just kind of like fuck around and then you figure something out and then you're like, okay, there's nowhere else to go. So there's got to be something going on in this. You know what I mean? You can, it's not the And it is very satisfying when you are able to figure it out yourself. Yes. Yeah. And it's you're not, not just I mean, following it's a Super Nintendo steps. game. Usually it's kill all the guys in this room and right. the button yeah. will appear. But it is it is very satisfying when you are able I mean like me throwing my my sword into that woman that woman's right. fountain. Your honor. Ooh. Ooh. 
it is, I mean, it is very satisfying when you stumble upon one of those moments. And I think Zelda is, especially early Zelda is really good at that. And uh, with Breath of the Wild, it feels like it's gotten back to that a lot yeah. more than it did in some yeah. of the later iterations. What do you think, everybody? Email us, your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can call us or text us at 615-576-0525. Leave us a message, text message. I want to thank our patrons, including Karen Kurd. Heather Tuggle. Travis Vance. Demons will stream Jonathan Day. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Lindsay Nell. The Hands of Fate. Dan McIntyre. Jackson has an unhealthy obsession with Damon. I'm flattered, but also supremely uncomfortable. The elusive... Is that the next person? I'm flattered, but extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> One of our new patrons. The elusive fan, Grumpkin. And of course, shit on the cartouche, exclamation the supreme, point. The supreme ruler of this podcast. Josh Frigo. Dramatically plays hot dog. His honor the mayor. <laughs> Beth Sermont. David Mort. Just cuz. Scalphosaurus. Are we getting the. Dr. Malcolm's heaving bosom. Flawless. Particle Man. T. Smith. T. Smith was just texting me about uh, She Devil right before I hopped on this oh. recording. So I doff my cap to you, T. The Zesty. Jeremy Powlin. And of course, Larissa Maestro. Thank you all very, very much for supporting. If you'd like to support the show like them, patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Why don't you take us out with some lore? Uh, could you recite the, uh, what's a family tree or something? What's something ridiculous? Family tree? Well, actually, Zelda's family tree is really easy because all the women in Zelda's family tree are all named, you guessed it, Zelda. Zelda. For some reason, they all named the girls in the royal family Zelda. So. What's your go-to link name? Oh, <laughs> this one's really funny. It's kind of an inside joke. I name him Link. Oh, like from Rhett and Link, the YouTubers? Yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah, Rhett and Link. Uh, actually, you know what? I will say this. Richard Linklater. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, he played A Link to the Past when we were Utes, and he named his character Ormlu in mm -hmm. A Link to the Past, and that was the name of the brother in my erstwhile webcomic. So that's right. And did Doff's you name your, to your Link Truford? No, of course it was still Link. Link rules are rules. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Here, I'll give you an example of me being Damon. <laughs> this is a very Damon playing Legend of Zelda. At the beginning of the game, when your uncle says, you stay here, I need to go to the castle. When I first played this game, I stayed. literally stayed in bed and said, he'll be back. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's probably the hero of the game. And I just sort of follow along and see him do things, maybe. You're like, after a while, or you're maybe like news gets back to the house <laughs> while I remain in bed. About all the pendants and various crystals he's retrieved. Maybe someone like, will what's bring me wrong pancakes. with me? It's like I've never played a video game before. Get out of bed. He just said no. I do still fall for the because like there's no time on this game, right? You can, absolutely not. You have a dungeon to go to, and I'm always like, I really gotta, I gotta get to when that Zelda dungeon. screams and she's like, they're invading the sanctuary. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta get over there. I'd hate to leave her in a lurch. Maybe yeah. I could catch her and stop the game from progressing. Just skip the whole Dark World section and get Zelda. Hey, soldiers, back off. Some of you I'd take only... two, three, maybe even four hits. I can handle it. If I had only not dawdled so much. <laughs>